And if you're not over in the in that month window, then he treats you like the toy that he don't want to play with no more. You 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 go back to the toy box. This week, I'm joined by somebody who's a DJ, uh, owns his own clothing line, and also has his own gaming channel on YouTube. But the main thing that we share in common is that we're lifelong wrestling fans. We grew up on WCW and WWF, which is known as WWE. But for the last decade or so, we've seen WWE saturate the market and be the mainstream for the world to view to be the number one company in wrestling. So now what happens when you have disgruntled fans an opportunity and someone just crazy enough to dream? You have competition born. AEW as of last year launched its network and is competing with WWE on a mainstream level on a weekly basis. So this episode, my guest and I are going to discuss the history, the landscape changing, the opportunities present, and also some of the things that WWE can do to rid themselves of mediocrity. Now, what I'll have in the link below is access to all his different platforms. And also, comment, share, love, but most importantly, get involved in the discussions. This is the first of many special guests. I want you to sit back and enjoy and listen to the magic. And without further ado, here's your interview. So here we have our interview segment. We're going to get some people in on a weekly basis. We're going to get them going. And uh, my first guest, actually second, because you're my second guest we didn't have on here. So my second guest <laughs> is my man, Mario. Uh, oh, damn. Black Raiden, a.k.a., right? Yeah, Go man. <laughs> Go ahead and tell the people about what you got going on. Don't forget about the clothing line because I still got to support that too. <laughs> oh man, I'm a I'm a guy who does a lot of things, man. To be completely <laughs> honest with you, I guess I'll pump my my most recent things. I have a gaming channel on YouTube, and that is uh, Black Raiden B L A C K R A I D E N on YouTube. You know, a small gaming channel, mostly NBA 2K content. You know, uh, currently at like 57 subscribers, trying to hit 60 probably by next week. Wow. But um, so clearly, <laughs> you know, we're growing. You know, I upload videos uh, once a week on Wednesdays is my upload schedule. You know, aside from that, I uh, have a clothing line business that is called uh, LeVon's Treasure Chest. LeVon is spelled L-E-V-O-N-E-S, Treasure Chest. And uh, you can find that at LeVonTreasureChest.com. I'm a DJ. I'm a history professor. <laughs> uh, man, I'm something of everything, man. But more so than that, I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. All right, yeah. Hey, and that's what brings us here today. I know when we met, we found out that we had wrestling in common. But at that time, you know, when we had talked, I had fell off for a while because it had yeah. become blah, Kind of whatever. So, like, you know, what's your affiliation with wrestling? Like, how you got it started with, you know, just watching it and getting entertained? Oh, man. Oh, man. It's actually it's actually very, very interesting. Like, 
I associate wrestling with my granddaddy. Mm. Because, like, when my granddaddy was alive, like, he used to live directly across the street from uh, my family. You know, you know that's, I'm talking about my father's father. Right, right, so right. He lived across the street from us. And he would come over and him and my daddy would watch wrestling. And mm-hmm. when I was old enough to like around, I want to say the age of like four, maybe five to where I could just sit and not like, you know, be fidgeting and, you know, <laughs> be running all around. I would watch it with them. So I yeah. always associated wrestling with like bonding time with my granddaddy and my daddy. Mm. Mm. That's what's up, man. Mine kind of similar. Like it was, you know, me, my brother and my dad. Now my brother don't really watch it too much, too much. That's the co-host of the, of the regular show. Uh, on a weekly basis that we do on Thursday, but he doesn't watch it too much. Me, you know, when we started talking, that's kind of when I fell back in love with it. But man, I, I I grew up on it too. Like back in the day, couldn't wait, especially like Monday Night Wars. I know we reminisce about that a lot. Oh, like, yeah. It was primetime TV back then. <laughs> man, talking about, you know, a golden era of professional wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're in a time now, and I know you know we're going to get to that later on. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's a great time to be a wrestling fan, man. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. No, most definitely. Like now, uh, as of what October of last year, when it finally launched, and we like you said, we're going to get in it. It's been a great time to be a wrestling fan again, because for so long it was so blah. Right. It's so blah because it wasn't no other competition. But I guess we'll stick on kind of what we grew up off of. So, like, WWE used to be known as WWF. Yeah. What was, like, some of your likes and dislikes, you know, coming through the ages and stuff like that? Like, what is it that, that keeps you going with it? And, like, what's some of the things you just dislike? Well, you know, when I first started watching wrestling, it was during the time when the Attitude Era hadn't hit yet. Yeah. So you had a lot of gimmicky 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 matches meaning like the characters you had like a, a wrestling dentist or mm-hmm. like a garbage man who was a who was a wrestler and everything and i remember during that time like wrestling always came on saturdays mm. you know i don't know if you remember that remember when wrestling came I on do. Saturday? i do and, i do you know as things started to progress you know, you have things like the Attitude Era, then you have Ruthless Aggression, and then you have where we are now. The thing that I like about wrestling is that I respect the art of it, mm. you know, and the psychology behind it. It's like, you know, people are so quick to say, well, wrestling's fake. Duh, we know that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Duh, we, we're not stupid out here. And that's the thing that I have about people who try to hate on wrestling, you know, right. I always love to throw that. Well, it's fake and they're in tight fake beating up each other. Look, look, these men and women get paid a lot of money mm-hmm. to put on a performance. It's a violent performance. Don't get me wrong. It's a violent performance. <laughs> but Definitely it's a performance. is. Because think about it. What if somebody said, all right, I'm going to pay you, I'm just going to throw a number out of here, $30,000. Yeah. Go out yeah. here. And we're going to put on a 15-minute match. Now, mm-hmm. here's the thing. I'm going to slam you on the concrete. Mm. And you're going to be okay with it. 
<laughs> because you're gonna hit me in the back with a, or you're gonna hit me in the back with a chair. Yeah. And at the end of all of this, we're gonna have the crowd so wrapped up in our feud that we might even get two or three more matches out of it and make even mm. more money. Mmm. Mmm. I wish you on it. You know what I'm saying? Like those aspects of it. Like the fact that two people or a group of people can get in the ring and have a match that is so technically good and the storyline is, is good and is written well and mm-hmm. you clearly know who's the bad guy, who's the good guy. Or mm-hmm. you might even have a switching of roles in that match. In that you whole get, match, yeah. Exactly. You get me so intrigued with the match that it makes me want to continue watching. That's the things that I love about it. Now, what do I dislike about it? Because <laughs> there are things. <laughs> God, I, I, I'm ready for this point. This is what I'm ready for. <laughs> there, there are things that that wrestling companies do, in particular WWE, mm-hmm. does, that I don't really like. Okay, first of all, I understand Vince McMahon is the owner of the company. He's a mm-hmm. genius. He's a billionaire. He mm-hmm. took his daddy's business and he made it nationwide. He drove out all the competition, you know, up until, you know, recently. But Yeah, yeah. But Vince doesn't understand that times are changing. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't understand that his fan base has changed, too. Most definitely. In my personal opinion, you know, um, you you bring in all these people from different aspects of the world or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And you almost basically sell them a dream. It's like, okay, you've made it to the WWE, okay? Now go through our developmental, which is NXT. Right. And, you know, once you get over in NXT, and for those who are listening, who doesn't know what getting over mean, meaning that the crowd reacts in a certain way mm-hmm. that skyrockets, skyrockets your person, your uh, your um, your popularity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your popularity. You know, if you're a bad guy, you want the people to hate you. If you're a good guy, you want the people to be on your side. Either mm-hmm. way, you want to get some type of reaction from the crowd. Most definitely. But um. You make it through NXT and you get over, right? Then you get called up to the main roster. And then once you get into the main roster, you basically just fall to the wayside. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, man, I got a list of stuff that I don't like. About <laughs> <everything>. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to talk about it. But yeah, no, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> there's so many people that have, that were, that were phenomenal, yeah. no pun intended, in NXT. But when they got called up to the main roster, the, the writing team or whoever or marketing or whoever didn't do anything with them. Right. You know, it was almost like you're wasting talent. And I know this is not what, the, what these men and women signed up for. Mm. No, you know? we can agree. We can agree because I know we talk about that a lot, and I think I agree with you with with, with a lot of my uh with a, with a lot of my likes. You know, I like the the machine that they are and how big they are, and that they have a developmental 
league is, I guess, the best way I want to put it. Two home superstars basically get a judge of their reaction with the crowd, good or bad, and then they promote you. But once you get promoted, that's it. And, right. and I hate, I hate that. And we can use some of the more recent ones. Um, Ricochet was one before, uh, I guess, his match at Super Showdown, which really didn't mean anything. I went and watched it last night for for kicks and giggles. It didn't even exactly. last at home. Exactly. I have <laughs> no this- idea why. I don't know why Vince doesn't see anything in him, but I kind of do. And I know that sounds weird. It's like from a fan's perspective. Ricochet got it, but he does. He does have it. We don't know what it, it is, but he does have an it. Yeah, he has an it, but evidently he doesn't have the it that Vince likes. And see, you know, I, Vince don't want you to be a star. You ain't gonna be no star. I'm sorry, it just ain't gonna happen. No, that, that's that's for sure. That's for sure. Because I guess my whole thing is let, let's just name a few of them that have came up. You know, in recent year or years. So Ricochet, Alistair Black, the Back. Viking Raiders, uh, which used to be four Raiders. Um, it's, it's so many. I mean, to the point where they were blending NXT, SmackDown, and Raw all in one to try to see who could take that next level. Right. Because now, I, I don't know what you would call this era, but now it's competition involved. And it's like some of your biggest headline names that have left NXT that were supposed to bring your roster up they basically don't even exist. We can they even don't. look at we can even look at some of the storylines like um, Andrade with the U.S. Championship. I'm looking <laughs> at his storyline and I do not understand it. Like I get it, he has like cousin war feud, Mexican, uh, Hispanic feud, and but it doesn't forget. make sense. And let's <laughs> not forget, they didn't really explain that. I, they still haven't. They still have it. It and just makes you wonder. That's another thing I dislike about what WWE does. Like, they'll create a storyline, right? But, out of thin air. Out of thin air. <laughs> but they won't explain how this feud or this beef started. And not when they do explain it, it's not really thought out in the long term. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, for example. Right. Like, for example. Shelton Benjamin. Mm. Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, <laughs> and when he came back, you know, he he was supposed to he was supposed to be like the next. I'm not gonna say the next WWE champion, but he was probably gonna be the next guy to get like the Intercontinental title. Then they yes. started doing promos with him, not saying anything and just doing like crazy eyes for some strange reason. Yes. Yes. Then I do. off of TV for a while, mm-hmm. and he pops back up at the WrestleMania this that just passed, and mm. Brock turns on him, and we don't see him no more. <laughs> right, it, and it's almost like, does he even have a contract anymore? Right, like and it just makes you wonder, like, what is he doing? <laughs> I really think that they just pay some of the wrestlers who we do not see on TV just so they don't jump to AEW, their competition. Well, and, and I was about to say, we might as well go ahead and get in there too. So I think our biggest dislike, our biggest hatred towards the WWE is that they don't know how to make stars Bad. anymore, like at Bad. all. Or, or to take it even further, the ones that they do, 
that are bona fide stars, you wind up pushing them to the back so nobody starts to pay attention because Vince already has his favorites in mind. And let's just go ahead and throw this one out here because I think we're going to be on this one for a minute. Roman Reigns. Oh. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Check me Go out. ahead. Check me out. Check. <laughs> I'm going to get to Roman in a minute, but check me out. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So you, you were completely right when you said that they don't make stars. You know, it was, it was a time when WWE would throw a new person out there mm-hmm. and you might not have known who he or she was and mm-hmm. they would give them like a match to showcase their talent, then another match to showcase their talent, then a small little feud with yes. somebody that we knew who might not have been like a, a main eventer or something like that or, or mid card or something like that, but we knew who mm-hmm. he or she was. They had that feud to build up some heat. Then they would move them up, depending on how mm-hmm. the crowd reacted and stuff like that, right? A Most good definitely. example of that, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. I was just about to say Stone Cold. Actually, The Rock, too. Yeah, The Rock, too. You know, yeah. mankind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, oh, yeah. I, people forget about mankind. Mankind, his, his, his character had a lot, a lot of developing to get that audience love. Exactly. It took years. For those characters to to find their footing with the crowd but once they got it you know it was it was sky's the limit they don't do that anymore it's like vince only gives you like a a month to get over if that yeah if, if that, that. <laughs> yeah if that and if you're not over in the in that month window then he treats you like the toy that he don't want to play with no more you 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 go back to the toy box yeah yeah, yeah. But when, and, and, but when it comes to Roman, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, no. Wait, let's go. Let's let's get to Roman. It might as well. <laughs> when, <laughs> when it comes to Roman, man, it's this is this is my issue with Roman. Okay, it's not that I don't like him. Now Mario, it's, Mario, be for real now. No man. I'm being for real. It's not that I don't like him. It's because if you really just look at his his character, I get it. I understand what he is. Help, help me understand. Is. Help me because I, I I think the lines have got jaded for me. So help me understand. Okay, if you just look at Roman Reigns from how he looks, mm-hmm. from a, a physical perspective, he's a big, strong guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. He can talk on the mic. Women love him because he's handsome. He got that Samoan heritage. He's supposed to be the guy. I hate the way he's talking on the mic, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. He needs to work on his mic skills. Like his mic skills. But the problem... (laughs) It does. It does. (laughs) But, But the problem with Roman is that you have to let people like you organically. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes, it's WWE is forcing Roman Reigns down our throat. They, they, and they are. And <laughs> I remember the day when we said it that we was on the phone and we kind of said it simultaneously. And I, I bust out laughing because a lot of people don't get it. Like it's not that he keeps getting opportunities; it's that it's being shoved down our throat and to the point where Brock Lesnar was the one that kept beating him. We like, how many times can this man get his? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
That's what I'm saying. And and exact like what's going on with Roman right now, right? Oh my Roman God. in the title the title uh match at WrestleMania against Goldberg. Right. Now, you know, those of you all who are listening who don't not, who do not know, you know, yes, Goldberg came back at the age of fifty two, I believe. <laughs> Goldberg is an old fart. The Undertaker's an old fart. There. We love them, don't get me wrong. We love them. It's not about love. It's about relevance. <laughs> you had a run, but the yes. time is past. But yes. Goldberg came back. He won the title against a character that we all like called The Fiend. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a Saudi Arabia show that they uh, called a Super Showdown, I think it's called. Yeah, Super Showdown. And, yep. Yeah. And, you know, Goldberg wins or whatever. Anyway, fast forward to the next Monday of the following week after Goldberg wins, Roman comes out and he's like, I'm next to challenge you, blah, 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 without no qualifying match. <laughs> not at all. Not, not a match against the Fiend and like, okay, now he's, ta- he's tackled this, this obstacle. Now he can go to the Universal Championship. No. Exactly. No. Just because he's Roman Reigns, Just. he gets a qualify. He, no, he gets a title match at WrestleMania. Nobody, <laughs> like nobody, he's been feuding with Baron Corbin for like for two months. months. Yes, for months. They've been feuding with him for like two months. Dog food's been exchanged, steel cage matches that don't mean it. Like he's been feuding with him for two months, and all of a sudden now that means he gets a championship opportunity. Like, was Baron Corbin the answer? But, and, and <laughs> see, even. That man is 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 like. First of all, nobody cared about that Roman Reigns Baron Corbin feud. Nobody, not, not at all. They tried to make us care, but we knew that it was going to go nowhere. Because even if Roman lost the feud, it didn't matter because he he's a made guy. Yes, he's a made it's, guy. So it's, it's, it doesn't matter if he won or lost that. So it really didn't help or hurt him in any 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 chance of his career. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, the, the fact that I didn't appreciate was that, one, The Fiend did not even get his rematch. Not He's at not all. even considered to get a rematch. Unless they're going to do something with him and Roman Reigns after Mania, I don't know. But he's but, not going to win, though. No, we, he's we, not. We can say that confidently. They're not going to let him win. Definitely not, because Vince do does not see him as a champion. I mean, just the creativity of what the theme was. You got Bray Wyatt, who is the man behind the mask, essentially. Yeah. My God, what a what a spectacular job they're doing. He has a fun house, and now he has an alter ego, the theme. And like the championship itself was just creative. Like we ain't seen nothing like that since the school was the school championship with Stone Cold. Yeah, the smoking skull belt. There you go, smoking skull belt. I mean, the spinning, the spinner championship with John Cena was okay, but that wasn't. I, I put the skull championship belt and then this fiend belt. It was pretty good. Even Daniel Bryan's was pretty good. The what eco friendly thing? Yeah. <laughs> the wood uh, belt. Look at that. The wood and hemp. The wood. There you go, wood hemp. But it was creative and it meant something. It was just beautiful. And then to have him lose in less than five minutes from five spheres with Goldberg and a jackhammer. 
Yeah. I'm just confused on how that made sense with potentially your biggest star on SmackDown. I mean, for crying out loud, we was talking about a promo he did in front of empty audiences on Friday, on last Friday. Like, it was beautiful. But that's, it the, was thing, that's the thing, though, man. Like, it, when it comes to WWE, it, it don't, even though we want it to make sense, they're they're going to put out some stuff that doesn't make sense and we have to be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not, no, we most definitely. Okay with it, but that's how they treat us. Yeah, well, because we fans, we got to kind of rock with it regardless. Like, oh, well, maybe we'll catch some uh, slack in a, in a different promo or something like that or a different feud is going to bring us what we want to. But this one right here is already ordained whether you want it to be or not. Right. And, oh, and I have to say, I got to say this too before I, uh, I didn't even cut you off. So ahead, shout out to Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT for all doing, well, maybe not so much NXT tonight, but Raw, SmackDown, and AEW doing matches in front of empty arenas, still yeah. bringing us the content on, on, uh, on live TV or online, yeah. however you're going to catch it, and like still performing at a very high rate. Like yeah. People can say what they want to about regular sports and this being fake. It's not fake. It's stage or it's prop, yeah, it's but it's not fake. Injuries, injuries wouldn't injuries wouldn't happen if it was fake. And people have so, died. Let's let's put oh that my, out. Oh my god! Yes, they have. Yes, people have died. People I have just want to shout them out. I just want to shout them out because it's like yo, they still everything else is shut down. The only thing you get from regular sports, NFL, NBA, and stuff like that is news. They're yeah. still doing shows. Yeah, they're still doing shows. You know and. It like like how we you know we watched tonight you know we saw how AEW yeah. put on an empty arena show you know man I think and, they I think theirs might have been a little bit better <laughs> definitely definitely because you know one thing that I respect about AEW is yes they are a new company or whatever mm -hmm. but they are structured very well yes they are. You can tell that opposed to WWE, and it kind of goes back to the point that we were talking about earlier, that mm -hmm. they are building stars. They are. <laughs> you know? They are, they are building stars. And here's the thing that AEW is doing that WWE doesn't do. They build their stars by allowing people to be who they are. Mm. Oh, I think you said something there. <laughs> you feel I what I'm think you said something there. They're not taking indie stars or former WWE stars and saying, okay, we're going to take away everything that you have built. No, 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 mm -hmm. no, 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 no. So you was on the road on these independent scenes, right? Building up this character, taking these bumps, you know, putting mm -hmm. your body on the line. And you mm -hmm. built this character to where once you make it over here, all we want you to do is continue being that character. You're just in a bigger, yeah. in front of a bigger audience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and, we don't, and I don't oversaturate you either. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that's, that's the craziest thing. I guess we'll, we'll get that in, in a couple of minutes too. But AEW, like you said, is structured so well. But mm. the way that they're capturing everybody, like, their biggest star that was supposed to, you know, bring everything around were the two biggest stars, Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, both former WWE 
uh, wrestlers. Cody started this company up. Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega were the, the other two biggest stars that were coming here and supposed to build it. Right. Well, Cody is a wrestler and he's a part of ownership. He's yeah. in that management role. Cody and whoever else is the writers and whoever else is a collective have done amazing by saying, Cody, you're in charge, right? Yeah. Let's do your first match for a championship and make the stipulation if you don't win, you can never challenge for it again. Right. Now I'm sure down the line they'll break this, but for him to be a part of ownership, still be in the biggest role possible as far as competing, and like we said when we watch him, homie that took some losses, embarrassments, a lot. whatever you want to <laughs> say, a lot of it. Man, it took 10 lashes on TV. Yeah. Yeah. On national TV, this man took 20 lashes from a belt. And here's the thing, MJF, the dude who was giving out the lashes, he was not Mm. holding back. (laughs) No. No, you could tell it was real. You could tell the the webs on his back, expression, all that, like, AEW, and it's not just because they're new. They said that their mission is to make wrestling what it needs to be again. Records matter. Yeah. Fan participation matter. How they engulf you the way you work, all this matters. And as far as I've seen, nobody's being treated unfairly right now. Right. Everybody's getting they just do, everybody eating, everybody happy, and everybody's okay with being opposed to what the WWE stands for. Exactly. Which is, you take a back seat till we feel you ready. Exactly. No, you're going to go out here and compete every week in AEW. Oh, yeah. Because just like how you said, the record matters, crowd petition pace mm-hmm. matters, the matches mm-hmm. that you put on matters. Your promo, yes. they matter. They do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They and shout do. out to AEW for having a different type of promo that they do. Yes. Them because they are doing some creative things. You know, I've been noticing that, like, they're making sure that they're completely different from WWE. Yeah, and I, and I do like this, too. They seem um, a bit more social. Instead of, like, WWE uses their app a lot. Um, So you can catch a lot of things on that. AEW using YouTube, uh, you know, more of the social media. And it looks like we're getting a lot more from them. And it may be because we're kind of tuned in, paying attention more. But like you say, the way they're delivering it and the different way that they're doing it, it, it's it's like sweet. It's like the cherry on top, what we've been looking for. And like we said, you can still tell the WWE is like, oh, well, we're not really threatening or whatever. But the main reason how they are is because they moved NXT, which used to be officially for the app itself. They moved it up to Wednesday night to compete with AEW. Exactly. Because they had to. And that's, they, yeah, and I'm about to say, and that's really the only reason why they're still hanging on. Yeah, because, you know, we, we you know, me and you, we talk about this all the time. It's just yeah. WWE, they 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 went so many years without having anybody to compete with, to where mm-hmm. they got so comfortable that they were just putting anything on television. <laughs> so it was a period of Man. time wrestling was extremely lame. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, and, and I think that's when I that's when I tuned out for the majority part of it too. I was like, I can't do this no more. It ain't nothing really on here. Definitely. They weren't building anything. They weren't building anything. If we being completely honest, they're not building anything now. <laughs> they definitely aren't. 
They definitely aren't. They're not building anything now. But now that you know we have these this other rival company called AEW, they're 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 almost in panic mode. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you've been like looking at the ratings or anything, but AEW oh, they is getting killing. They they are killing it. Like they are killing like, it. <laughs> Three hundred thousand views per yeah. per week, and they only yeah. run once a week. <laughs> only run once a week. Their pay per views are exclusively to Bleacher Report, meaning you can't go try to. We tried. You can't go get it from nowhere else but Bleacher Report. Yeah, we definitely tried. <laughs> yeah. we and, that's, and that's a hot. That's a hot fifty. Oh, <laughs> but. <laughs> but I tell you this, their product is so good that nobody minds like, what was it Revolution? Yeah. Oh my God. Revolution was on point times 10. And it's almost like NXT, NXT takeovers. Cause you put me on NXT. Did I, I heard of it. I had never like watched it. But when I watched it, you say, like, yo, it's gonna remind you of what wrestling used to be. And you were like, it doesn't matter who you think gonna win. Whoever you think gonna win probably won't win. And it was like, yo, for real, like I ain't gonna know. And when I got in the watch, I was like, yo, this is just like attitude era. Like you got so many stars yeah. that you can pick from. You're gonna feel a certain type of it make you feel something you ain't know you felt in a long, long, long time. Cause the way I got to watch in NXT was that I was just up late one night. And there was I had watched like mostly everything on Netflix and Hulu and all this other stuff and I had the network. Yeah. So I was just like, well, I, I really don't know what NXT is. So I just checked out right. an episode, you know, and I was hooked mm-hmm. with this. You know, and then once uh WWE had this this uh network excuse exclusive uh pay-per-view called the cruiserweight classic i was just like mm-hmm. oh, they got something they got something yeah here. you know because it was nxt in the cruiserweight classic they were pure wrestling you know yes not too much of a story driven not uh too much of you know the drama or whatever it was just from a pure wrestling you know, perspective, and I and I love a pure wrestling perspective. Don't get me wrong; I like a storyline. I like to know why people are beefing or whatever like that. But I'm not all about the story. You know, if no, you like me. You like you like seeing them compete, the athleticism, the whole nine yards. Like a storyline can be built in the match. Can that's what it used to be like. Can and those are the best views when you don't know who's going to win because both people mm-hmm. or both groups are evenly matched. And exactly so focused on the match, you're just like, man, I don't even want this to end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that uh the Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, that's that's probably the the best feud that we've seen. Yeah. NXT wise. Hell, in, in recent years in WWE, like I don't think it's been a better one. I'm talking about you don't know who's gonna win. You split between both. And it's like you know they gonna tear the living hell out of each other when they fight. Yeah, I would say a close second, a close yeah. second to me is was uh, in NXT Shinsuke Nakamura versus Samoa Joe. 
Mm, I forgot about that one. That was a good few. Forgot about that one. That was a good. Yeah, that was before. Yeah. You know, he got that was before Shinsuke got called into the main roster, and they kind of like completely destroyed his career. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> You a backup for Sami Zayn right now. Yeah, and you're okay to, with the fact that y'all did all the work and he just pinned them to get the, to win the he he pinned title. <laughs> he he told y'all to stay out the ring, like and and then it was a three of y'all versus Braun. So like, how come the three of y'all aren't cheering the ship? None of it makes sense. None of it makes none sense. of it. None of it makes. I know, I know. I got a little. I got a little quick. Quick little story because I want to. I got to ask you about this one because I don't know if you saw when I sent you the uh, sent you the notes. Go ahead. But um, I saw I saw Shinsuke, and people can feel free to judge me. It's fine. I saw Shinsuke in a strip club. <laughs> what on TV? Yes, I saw him. I was like, "Yo, who this dude is?" And he was weird. I I thought he was like a little fruity, and so I I was like, "Yo, like I gotta go home." So I I went home. I remembered his name. I spelled it wrong a couple of times. But like I saw Shinsuke in a strip club on New Japan Wrestling before he came to NXT. First of all, why the strip club show on New Japan Pro Wrestling? <laughs> it was late at night, <laughs> and surprisingly, that had my attention before I was looking at anything else. I was like, "Yo, they got wrestling on right now." You know what? I had a couple. I had a couple bruises in my hand. I was like, "Why not?" <laughs> I don't even blame you, bro. Because you know, we got about <laughs> I, uh, New Japan, they got some good people too. Yeah, they do. They do. I mean, a lot in a they AEW AEW credit to them. They've done a good job of of getting some of that talent too. Yeah. Like AEW is pulling talent from everywhere. Yeah, and I think that's the most unique thing. Like you said before, they're not only pulling the talent; they saying be who you are. Right. I e Matt Hardy. Right. Or the broken Matt Hardy. Right. Making his appearance on AEW after WWE let him go from his contract. Facts. And another thing that I, I can't, we, I, I gotta go back to it, man. Another thing that I yeah. do not like about uh, WWE is that you always know when somebody's contract is up because they are going man. To yeah, you always know. You always know when somebody's contract is about to be up and they're not resigning. <laughs> you know, mm. they're not resigning another contract for an extension or anything. You always know because when the last, I want to say the last month, month and a half or two months that they're going to be on TV, they're going to have everything possible done to them. Everything. Yeah. You're going to get embarrassed. <laughs> You're going to get beat up. <laughs> You're not going to leave the company with your head <laughs> held high. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. So, so let me ask you this: since we, since you brought up that point, is Rusev done in the WWE? Oh, uh, man. Um, honestly, I don't like your opinion. Yeah, your opinion. opinion yeah, it's over for him. Look, look, look like it's over because they, him and Lana are still married, but like the way that they have, and I don't know if this is true or not. Of course, I paid attention to. The, I told you I went on the social media accounts, kind of looking. Right. Lana and Rusev are still supposedly married, but Lana's character is married to Bobby Lashley. But like I told you, I looked at the, at the social media on Instagram. Bobby and Lana have been in pictures a lot, and it ain't got nothing to do with WWE. Yeah, yeah. 
And see, with that whole thing, man, is I get the whole, you know, blurring the lines of reality and fantasy and all this other stuff, but some things, bro, don't need to be mm. displayed. Yeah. That's, like, you can't yeah, do that. It's, that's just, <laughs> like, if they really going through a whole, like, a divorce and mm-hmm. really seeing Bobby Lashley and, like, this is, like, a real thing that they decided to turn into a storyline, like, I... Mm-hmm. If I was Rusev, I wouldn't want to be on TV. I'd be right. this time. No. Nah. Right. And I mean, as far as far as I know, and they and this is what I read. This is a conspiracy that somebody had said. They said that his con they were in heavy debate with his contract. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I'm not going back on until we go ahead and uh get this straight. So I'm paraphrasing, of course, but I'm not going back on TV until we get this straight. Well, you know, problems start happening between him and Lana, and then WWE was like, boom, here we go. Bobby Lashley, Rusev, feud. So they're like, well, why this feud going on? We got a good comeback story, or we got another good story, which the Lana and Bobby Lashley story is true. Oh, yeah. Look. But, but, but it, oh, go ahead, go no, ahead. No, go ahead, man. I was just, I was just adding my, no. like, as you see, they did. Oh, no. Yeah, and, and so like they didn't really feud that long, but like his contract, I don't know if it's still up in the air or if it's ended or if they got something else going on. But that storyline with Lana and Bobby still going on, but at the same time, Rusev ain't came back. So it's like, did y'all help in ending a real life marriage? It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> yeah, but God, Lee, that's that's dirty right there, though. Like that's wrong. I mean. I mean, if we if if we want to talk about like relationships between wrestlers and and you know men and women being displayed on our TV screens and everything, this is not the first time WWE has done that. Like, remember when Matt was dating Matt Hardy was dating uh, Lita? Yeah, on him with Edge. Yeah, they were best friends. In real life. Supposed to be, yeah. In real in life. In real life. And she was really cheating yeah. on Matt. <laughs> like, yeah. That was real I do and, remember. <laughs> and WWE turned that into a storyline. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that one, though. I do remember it, but I forgot about yeah, that one. So it's like, I don't put it past them. Because <laughs> they've done it before. No, no that, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think I put it past them at all. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask the women's evolution with WWE. Mm. Your thoughts on it? Because that's going to lead into my next question because it's, it's something similar to what we had talked about already. Oh, man. First of all, let me just say I'm a fan of women's wrestling. Okay? Yes. But here's the problem. When it comes to women's wrestling, if it's done properly, it can be the best thing ever. But when it's poorly executed, it becomes extremely boring. Extremely boring. Like, when you have people, talking about WWE, of course, when you have people like, you know, Charlotte Flair, who Flair's daughter, Mm -hmm. for those, you know, who may not know, Sasha Banks, Bayley, you got people like Becky Lynch, you have people like Naomi, you know, uh, mm. and countless other women, of course. 
who really go out there and they compete, you know, they do a great job at it. They're great at what they do. But if you're only going to center a title or you're only going to showcase two women and bounce the title between them two and disregard the fact that you have another 20 other women who are just as talented, just as good, just as hungry Mm. for an opportunity, then can you really call it a revolution? Are you right? You know, can can you you really call it a revolution? Or is it that you have a certain amount of women who you just happen to like? Mm. You showcase Mm -hmm. them to the world and say, hey, this is our women's revolution, but in the back, you got a whole nother 20, 30 just don't know what they're going to do with their career because you haven't told them anything. I don't know. And I think it's something to be, and I think it's something to be said because I agree with what you said, but I think it's something to be said because I guess their whole thing with women's revolution, because I remember Stephanie, you know, with her chin like her daddy, uh, Vince's daughter, Stephanie, her chin, she would sit up there and try to get her best Vince McMahon on and say, we're here to take this seriously and I, I need you. She, she was like that. I think that her initiative was to have people take women's wrestling more serious. Kudos, you did that, right? But like you said, which that, that's what leads me to what I want to say next. You get tired of having the same people shoved down your throat. And women's, I think, is worse than the men's because it was the same one woman that kept getting shoved down our throat. So like Charlotte Flair, in my mind, is the equivalent of Roman Reigns. Definitely. And it's not that she's not talented. It's not like she, you know, doesn't have certain things she about her. She, she has earned she her go. place. Like Charlotte yeah. Flair can't wrestle. She, she can't can go. But it's just like how you say it. You're shoving it down our throat. It's like they say, this is the only woman we want you all to appreciate and love. Yeah, we got 20, 30 other women. But this, this woman, mm-hmm. this woman right here, <laughs> this is the one we only care about. And then, and, and I got to say this because I watched her documentary because I had this plan that we was going to talk about this. So I, I watched the documentary like mm-hmm. a month ago. And she was like, I hate when people, you know, say that my dad is the reason why and, you know, my name and my lineage is the reason why. It's not true. I work hard. Baby girl, nobody's saying you exactly. don't work hard. What we're saying is because of your last name, because of who you are and who you come from, you get way more opportunities. Yeah. So Every, I was li- I was listening tonight, and and they said she a ten time champion. Who else is even going? That's the thing. She she has won more titles. Now don't get me wrong, her daddy won sixteen mm-hmm. titles. Actually, it's, it's really more. Than that. She right. She right there. She right there. Though. Like don't get me wrong. He her, her daddy. You know, Ric Flair has won sixteen. They count WWE titles only, but. 16, they call them w- yeah, yeah, they ain't kind of WCW yeah, they count all that. or anything like that. <laughs> but if you really want to be technical, the man that yeah. won over 20. But mm-hmm. he did that over the course of like 40 years. See what I'm saying? Yes. So like that many titles over that long of a career, 
isn't really that bad. Because it's not mm-hmm. like he won it every single year. You see what I'm saying? You know, right. there, there have been other people that have come and all this other stuff. But it was a time where Charlotte Flair, his daughter, won the title two and three times a year. Yeah. So to say that yeah. she feels as though she doesn't like it when people say that she won it based upon her daddy's name. Well, baby girl, I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> Not being seriously, though. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you. But like, don't get me wrong. We're not saying you ain't talented. But if your daddy wasn't who he is, <laughs> you would be at the back of the line like everybody I else. mean, seriously, because it's something to be said. And, and Becky Lynch, you know, I, I was, you know, I, I don't have as much love for her no more. Yeah, she was so now. Come on now. But you was. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm saying I can't. No, no, I'm saying no, no. I love it. I still love it as a wrestler. I can't crush on her like I like like her yeah, outside yeah. of wrestling. I can't, you know. I I try to have respect for relationships, so I can't look at it like yeah. that no more. But no, she's still she's still top bar none. But Becky made points before she transitioned to her character being the man. She made valid points, and that's where her mic right. skills increased. Uh, I'm sick of sitting. I'm sick of uh, being looked at as your understudy and being the last woman to be thought about and no respect and this is that and third. And every time she made that statement, it's like, man, if you don't feel this, you don't get it. For anybody who ever felt like I get overlooked because of my skin tone or because the son is the daddy's uh, daddy's little boy, he's the baby, so he's gonna be the heir to the throne, or you know, somebody knows somebody else and that somebody else is. Somebody, you know, they're the president of the company. So just because through friends and channels, they're going to get a promotion for me or they're going to get looked at before me or something always goes their way because they know the right people and I don't. So I got to work harder. Like, that's what makes you cling on to characters like that. So everybody used to say it about Charlotte, but like it didn't resonate till Becky started saying it because Sasha used to say it a lot. And Sasha used to be the one that, that would always lose yeah. to Charlotte, matter of fact. Yeah, and they would only have Sasha win it like every now and then. You know? Yeah. And it wasn't for very long when she, when she kept it either. Sasha is a black woman. <laughs> you know? She is. And, Cousin yeah. the suit. And listen, <laughs> and you know, to say that she's won it what, four times, maybe? Maybe four. Maybe times? four, yeah. Like yeah, we can say maybe before a, a great yeah. feat to say that she's a black woman in WWE to have won it that many times. Because if we look at other black female wrestlers like uh, Naomi, Naomi's won it what twice? Mm-hmm. Maybe twice out of, out of all her and time. She's been twice. there for years. <laughs> I mean, she competed against Bailey in that Super Showdown, but like I said, we we both yeah. said it's a wash. It was a watch because they weren't taking it seriously, so they did bookings that maybe fit for yeah. a serious thing, but it wasn't nothing being taken right. serious, though. You know, but... It's- uh, Bianca Belair, that, that's that's one of our, our, both of our favorites. She keeps getting knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, knocked down. Like, it ain't no way she shouldn't be in this WrestleMania with a triple yeah. threat going on. And, you know, when you have female talent, like a Bianca Blair, 
and uh, uh, Amber Moon, who we haven't seen in I don't know how long. It. Dog, you read my mind. I was, I was about to ask you, is she even under Bro, contract anymore? Did know. she get hurt? She had a baby or something? Like, what she happened? Got hurt. And she's okay. in, you know, rehab or whatever for, I think she, I think something happened with her knee or something like that. Like, she took a bump wrong and, mm. like, I think it, like, fractured mm-hmm. her knee or something like that. But um, that's another talent that when she yeah. was in NXT, first of all, I gotta talk about she. She tore up. Talk about Ember Moon for a small part, man. Because first of all, this is a black woman from Dallas who had a character that was completely different, completely unique. Yes, she had a finisher that was innovative. I had never seen nobody jump off the top rope and do a stunner. I've never seen men. No, it, it was fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't never seen no man do that, first of all. So the fact that she did it and did it so well and so graceful every single time really impressed me. So the fact that when she was in NXT, she had a, an amazing run, an amazing run. Won the women's title. You know, mm-hmm. she held it for a couple of months, you know what I'm saying? Then she had to drop it. And then she got called up to the main roster. And then it was just like she didn't exist anymore. Right. They had her in a bunch of fluff matches. And the only thing, I guess, that's saving the women, which we talked about that the other day, too. Only thing I guess you could say that's saving the women is that they got the tag team belts that's going on right now, which haven't been defended in like three months. The women's tag matches and the women's tag titles mean nothing. They nothing. mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> you know, I wish it wasn't like that because I like when, when me and you were talking about it before they even brought in the titles. We always said that they needed a tag division. They had enough women to, to have a tag yes. division. And WWE did what they always do. They bounced them titles between four <laughs> different people and that was it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Well, dang, man. We 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 ran longer than what I thought. That's what I'm oh, talking about. Like, I ain't even paying attention, man. I'm just having a conversation yeah. like how we always do, yeah. bro. I always, always. Well, look, well, we I got a oh, couple sure. more questions for you. So I guess who are some of your favorite wrestlers, whether it be oh, past man. or present? I'm just giving you a few from the past and I'm gonna give you few current ones now you know everyone keep in mind it's, it's way more than this but for time purposes these are just you know the people that i can think of off the top of my head old school man yeah it doesn't matter what company huh okay, no it don't matter school. what company i'm going with whoo macho man randy said <laughs> great wrestler great psychologist mm-hmm. in the ring rick flair great wrestler great psychologist sting mm-hmm. Um, Big Van Vader, Shawn Mike, Bret Hart, mm. Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course, The Rock, of course, Chris Jericho, but he, he's past and he's present. So, you know, just because, you know, I remember mm-hmm. him from, you know, old school WWE. Rey Mysterio, uh, rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero. Mm. 
Rest in peace, Owen Hart, who was technically the better wrestler than Brett. Mm. Just my opinion. <laughs> Most definitely. You know. No, 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 I agree. Uh, and that's just a few. Undertaker, can't forget Taker, even though he's kind of going out sad right now. New wrestlers, new wrestlers. Let's see. I like Ricochet whenever, you know, he kind of gets a match. <laughs> I like Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. I like Darby Allen, who's in AEW. You know, Darby Love Allen, the dude. he's real unique. I like him. Let's see. The Usos, of course. The New Day, of course. Uh, you know, you got to support your brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to, got to, got to, got to. <laughs> um, let's see. Velveteen, oh, yeah, I got you one. Velveteen. Definitely Velveteen. Adam Cole. Mm. Uh, um, the Bruiserweight. You know he's he's dope. Yeah. I really like him. UK. If y'all uh if y'all uh are on the WWE Network, check out uh, NXT UK. You'll see the Bruiserweight. Even though he's on the United States uh NXT uh channel now, but you know he originally started off in the uh the UK. Yeah. What's old boy that says, bro? Matt Riddle. Oh, Matt yep. Matt Riddle. I like uh, yeah, uh, Keith Lee. And, yeah, you know, there, there's a few more, you know, but that's all I can really think of off the top of my head right now, right now. But yeah, man, it's it's a lot of great talent out there. It's just you have to yeah. want to want to find it, you know, because if you're searching at WWE, they're not going to showcase it to you, like, outright, but AEW does a great job, you know, New Japan does a great job, Ring of Honor does a great job, so. Mm. I do like Ring of Honor, too, yeah. Definitely like them. Well, shoot, man, I, I think that's it, man, this is pretty solid right appreciate here. It, man. Um, appreciate you having me on. Hey man, I oh most definitely, most definitely. Uh, you got any closing uh, remarks? Just subscribe to my YouTube. Black Raiden is a gaming channel. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, currently at like fifty-seven subscribers. You know, trying to hit sixty and beyond that. You know, I'm going to give you gameplay, quality gameplay <laughs> every single Wednesday. I drop weekly. I'm consistent. You can ask Gary about that. You can follow my social That's- media. On Twitter, I'm uh, at BlackRaiden9, the number nine. On Instagram, Black underscore underscore Raiden. On TikTok, I'm BlackRaiden9, just like my Twitter. Or uh, if you want to follow my main social media handles on Instagram, Twitter, I'm uh, Mr. underscore Bedtime Story. I know, it's a funny name, but... <laughs> Just familiar with me. <laughs> no, I see it. If they if they yeah, listen to the big say, you know, I'm a DJ. I'm not a rapper or anything like that, but I'm a DJ. If you listen to my mixtapes that I make, then you understand where that name comes from. But that's about it, man. Like I said, appreciate you having me on, my brother. And you know, we always in conversation. You know, we always talking about wrestling or just life in general, my man. Oh yeah, most definitely. We always we always staying in touch. And what I'll do is I'm going to have you send me all the links so whenever I get ready to drop this, everything will be in oh, there so sure. everybody okay. can see it. Oh, uh, yeah. But anyway, 
This is a great episode. I'm two for two today. We recorded our other one earlier today, too. So I own it. It's pretty good. On the road. On it, on it, on it. But yeah, man, like I said, I appreciate you. Appreciate y'all for listening. Y'all stay tuned. We got plenty more coming. Peace.